Yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Oh, I'd like two of those, please. Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those. And one of those. And five bars of these. And a cup of that nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white coffee material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, that's all right. My saucer's just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. All right. Welcome there, everyone. This is Lights, Camera, Fry, episode three. Uh, we have covered so far episode one and episode two of Star Wars, the prequel trilogy, and today... Finally, finally, we get to cover Avenger the Sith, which is personally my favorite Star Wars movie. I know it's a lot of everyone else's favorite Star Wars movies, and so we're really going to have a good time today. We're going to throw some hot takes fresh off the boiler today. Um, with me, of course, is the same people from last time, so we got Juice. Juice, you want to say some, a little something about episode Episode 3 uh, is, is really incredible, and I like a lot of the the mythology that's discussed in episode three. Excited to talk about it. Uh, and then next to him, we got Nick Poe. What's up, y'all? And then, uh, how do you feel about episode three? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, and then next to, him, <laughs> next to him, we got Nick DelFranco. Yeah, this, this uh, is the movie that solidifies R2-D2 as the best character in the universe. <laughs> uh, of course. And A then, <laughs> and then next to him we have uh, Armand returning from his first um... oh yeah uh, dude this is my favorite Star Wars movie by far and I agree with the take that this has a lot of this explores the mythos and like the lore of Star Wars pretty yeah it does really yeah man I noticed you didn't agree with my take <laughs> that's just because your take is so indisputable that nobody can find R2-D2 it. is, I mean, you could argue R2-D2 and C-3PO are the two best star- There are only two characters that are in every film for the most part. Well, R2-D2 is pretty issue. cool. C-3PO, uh... kind of cuck. C-3PO, C-3PO, as we learn later on in the franchise, is a huge wiener. Like, he yeah, just but... sucks a person. He wasn't in the right role, and his role is host of that ride at Disney. Yeah, that's where, that's where <laughs> yeah. he arrived. Star Tours, dude. Yeah. Dude, he is such a he's such a loser on that ride. Yeah, his, <laughs> his character, the entire time. His character of the fake whiner really came into came into form. But it drives the plot forward on the ride. I'm supposed to drive this ship. I'm not so ready for this. <laughs> well, apparently. Uh, Missing out on the experience by not being on this, by not having been on this ride. Well, we, we all rode it together, really? so we, you know, we've been bonded. Uh, <laughs> we've been forged through experience. What was the planets that we got when we rode Tatooine? I, I honestly have no idea. Oh. You should commit a podcast episode to this ride. Oh, we should, honestly. <laughs> Bonus episode. Um, it'd, it'd be very short. It'd be very short. It'd be... Uh, the extended queue and how we that it's both a film set and Endor, and then <laughs> then yeah. you just walk into the command ship of like some other. It doesn't really make sense. Honestly, the queue is the best part of that ride. Oh well, when you go in and they uh, have little C three PO just doing his like job, and he's like, "Oh, look at this ship!" And then you go in, and then you the dude like scan the bags, and then the dude like scan the people, and then anyway. Before we start talking about episode three, you can't, we have to touch on the Clone Wars. 
and the fact that episode two was left off at the beginning of the Clone Wars, and episode three picks up at the end of the Clone Wars. And Has anyone here have I seen the Clone Wars show? Is that what you're asking? Like the new like season, because the new season apparently leads right into the third episode. Yeah, I I have actually never seen any of the episodes except for the like the final three. That's 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 the backwards order, my man. You don't really have to watch the last three. You should you should watch the Clone Wars TV series. Might be one of the best Star Wars things. It probably is yeah. the best Star Wars thing. Yeah, it's it's good. With uh, super bad bomb racing on bomb <laughs> racing. Yeah, I mean that might be better, but wait, 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 wait. Is does Dexter Jester figure into the Clone Wars? He is. Oh, he is. He's in it. He's in it. No oh, way. Oh, I've never seen I'm, that. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm sold. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I'm pretty sure he's in it. Do I gotta say I've been out on them for a while, but if Dexter's in them, I am back in. I've seen the episode my friend tried to get me to watch them, so I've seen the like the Dark Maul episodes and like the Darth Maul's like brother episodes. That's all I've really seen. Also Hondo is one of the best Star Wars characters. Oh wait. Wait, yeah, Does, isn't Darth Maul's brother's name Savage Opress? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's okay, like... That's, that's, that's like a Darth Insanus love ad name. Yeah, right that's there. a George Lucas-ass <laughs> name right there, I'll tell you that. Savage Opress. Savage Opress playing in the East West Bowl next year. Savage Opress went to Montana State University. <laughs> But what we uh, don't really get is the whole, from episode two to episode three, the continuation of the Obi-Wan-Anakin, I guess, beef between them. You could say it. I guess it's a simmering beef and then it boils over in this movie. Well, it's more like they're, it's the development of their relationship and all, right. the, all of the trials and tribulations that go on. Yeah, but they have I don't think they have, like, I don't think beef, you would call it. Obi-Wan's like a father. He just wants what's best for Anakin. I guess. And they have friction. Comparing the Jedi to the Sith. Known at the forefront and and really puts a new spin on exactly what is what is wrong and what is what is going on in the story. So True. It refocuses everything. Alright, so well, let's get into it. The movie opens with the uh, classic crawl. Um that talks about the <laughs> the Good War. Crawl. Classic crawl, and it talks about the Clone Wars and uh, whoa, 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 hold on, Chancellor, You're, right? You got to talk and about. Talk also. You got to talk about the first, yeah. the first word, war, exclamation point. Is it, is it war? What's war? It for? It's it's war exclamation point. It's oh, incredible. War. Sorry, sorry, yeah, war. <laughs> Dude, George was like, <laughs> what a pivot though from last episode two where it started with sanctions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the first one was an E-Gad. Very fair. Zoinks! Well, this, one, this one's more about, hey, this one's uh, more about it, violence. Yeah, what's what's better, war, exclamation point, or the dead speed? They're on the same level. Point. They're on the same level. We'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> Stamp tax! No, that's like that's like a really good thing and a horrible thing. That's you know, like, you can make that. You can make whichever one you want to think, but... Yeah, I was going to bring up the, the dead speed. Speak, my God. All right, continue, Josh. I'm sorry. Um, so after the crawl, the crawl to talk Clone Wars and like filling in that from the second one, to the third one, and then we get a space battle, which is 
the biggest space battle in any of the Star Wars movies. I think it still, like, it, it's still the one that is the biggest from all movies. I mean, you say it's, like, oh. the biggest and most coherent one. Right. Because it, it's just one... Eight. Episode yeah. 9 was pretty big, but that was like, you had no fuck, you know oh, yeah. what was going on in episode 9. Yeah, that one was very confusing. It's probably one of the coolest space battles in, like, movie history. Oh, yeah, because they, they open and they just, they, like, do, like, a little barrel over, like a halfsy. Yeah. And then awesome. Well, they like, have that, they have a very good, long, opening long shot that right. tracks, uh, what's that, Orson Welles movie? Uh, Touch of Evil, the Touch oh, of Evil Orson. opening scene. Oh, yeah. Um, the long, the super long shot that goes spinning around the town, like this one, a super long shot that's you and orients you into this battle, and then who you're following it. It's very, very also good. Also compared to the shot. horrible CGI of the second movie, the CGI in this movie is pretty, pretty, pretty good, good, good in the beginning. Yeah, like it the space I think. I also, think it's cool because you get to see like the naval battles. I think saying it looks pretty oh, yeah. good, it actually does a disservice to this up. movie. I think. I think the CGI in this one from the beginning looks incredible. I think it looks beautiful. Like even the things yeah. where you're like, wow, that's not like super realistic. Like it's the colors are show so well done. Like he he really like was on his his best painting in this one with with different colors and contrast. Uh, this whole movie is pretty much And then so uh, we get Obi-Wan and Anakin flying to General Grievous's ship, which is we don't know who General Grievous is at this point. We just know it. Unless you watch the Clone well, Wars. Oh, yeah, if you watch the 2003 yeah, it, It's not the same Grievous, though. The 2003 oh. Grievous was sick. Yeah, yeah. but, it, yeah, but you would know who. You would know who. Like, you have a yeah, you know who he is. Character. The 2003 one also led up to this film, also, by the way. It started Very with well. the, yeah. the last one is the Palpatine getting kidnapped and yeah. Shock T and all them. Right. And Mace yeah. Windu shows Shock up tea. at the end. Oh, we'll get to that part. And crushes, yeah. Isn't it Coyote Moondy, though, that crushes his one pipe? No, I think it's Mace Windu. Oh, it's Mace. Probably. He's the strongest one. Um, so then Obi-Wan and Anakin are flying to the ship, and they get attacked by Buzzroy. And Anakin and it tries to, like, maneuver around, and Obi-Wan's like, no, like, leave me to die, basically, because you just need to get to And Anakin's the like, nah, and I'm gonna... Uh, yeah, he, he hit him with the he hit him with the Harry Potter gambit. Yeah. Oh no, please let me die. Yeah, <laughs> leave me alone to die and save yourself. The yeah. famous the famous the famous Harry Potter gambit. It's like, of course, someone's gonna leave you to die, you loser. Yeah, he acts like he acts like he's like already dead with yeah. just tiny buzz droids on. Him. What if George Goose had the kahunas to just kill Obi Wan right then and there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan killed by the buzz droids, <laughs> and then said the other Obi Wan's a fake. <laughs> yeah, clone clone B Wan comes comes into the movie after that. <laughs> but then Anakin like turns into uh, Maverick from. Top Gun and starts maneuvering around and kills all the buzz droids. And this is where we also get R2-D2 showing how good of a character he can be when he uh, kills all the buzz droids. Like, all yep. the buzz droids. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's R4-D4, I yeah. think, gets just, like, decapitated <laughs> by the fucking buzz droids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah R4 got yeah. hacked. R- buzz droids are a formidable enemy. <laughs> Yeah, but they're like sharks. So you hit them in the nose slash the middle eye. They just they just die right away. Hit the bus yeah, like center off. Exactly. Hit them in the one spot. 
Yeah, stab him in his exposed gallbladder heart. It does. <laughs> and then, so, they make it onto the ship barely after they shoot down the shield, and that's when we get Obi-Wan's uh, good line where he goes, have you noticed the shields are still up? Um, <laughs> have you noticed the shields are still up? I like how the shield generators are on the outside of the ship yeah, for some reason. I have no idea. Yeah, what a horrible design. That's a bad design. It's like the, the little hole on the Death Star. Why is that there? All right, well, we'll get I to gotta that. say, Whatever. I gotta um, say, this next scene is one of my only gripes with this film. It's literally just one clip, but it's it's one of my only issues with this movie. My my favorite scene in the movie is coming up very soon. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Well, why don't we jump uh, to that scene then? <laughs> yeah, let's skip ahead. So then, and can do like some power slides in, uh, jump out of the ship, kill all the battle droids around them, and then they are there to obviously find the Chancellor. Once you like, you know the Chancellor's there, so because it says in the crawl that he's kidnapped. If you didn't see the Clone Wars show, so. They both go looking for him, uh, and then they find him, and no one's, like, around ca- uh, the Chancellor, and then they're, like, talking to him, whatever, you know, exchanging pleasantries, and then they turn around, and Count Dooku's there, and uh, the Chancellor goes, give up, you have no chance, and Obi-Wan turns around, and he's like, uh, uh, Sith Lords are a specialty, as if, you know, they beat them in the last movie, even though they both died. Well, no, he doesn't, he doesn't say it, he doesn't say it like that, he says, search the property, Sith Lords are our speciality. <laughs> yeah, but it still stands like they got absolutely waxed in the last movie he, by him. He relishes the word, speciality. There's, the Sith Lords are his speciality, he chopped Darth Maul in half, okay? I guess, the I guess. only Sith that they've seen in centuries, he was the one that killed him. True. Now you're right; they did get they did get pretty torn apart by Dooku. But is Dooku not technically a Sith then? No, he is. No, he is. You could just say that Obi Wan's batting five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Well, after this one, he's batting one for three. Yeah, yeah he didn't really he, do much. He's fucking destroyed. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did yeah, they, well, because they start fighting, and I don't. Even, he like just kicks him. And he just, like, becomes inca- incapacitated. And then Count Dooku, like, throws, like, the little... The race safety railing. Yeah, he, like, yeah, tore the, the railing, railing apart. Yeah. But that's the funny part. He, like, throws an entire chunk of balcony on him. Yeah. And, like, somehow knocks Obi-Wan out, but doesn't, like, break any bones. Yeah. When you think the other... It would be the other way around. <laughs> right. Well, actually, bef- uh, we forgot to mention, before this scene, that's when they're running around the ship, and... Obi-Wan is calling R2-D2 on the thing. Yes. And R2-D2 gets noticed by the super battle droid. (laughs) Yes. Because he's trying to help them use the elevator, which I still have no idea. How big is the ship that it needs that many floors of an elevator? Um, That's true. But he calls them these just super battle droids that are like, uh, well, we also get to know that Super Battle Droids can talk to each other in this scene because they come and they go, "Those are giant fighters, all right." And then that's <laughs> nothing. Get back to work. <laughs> um, and then they, and then Obi Wan's like, "Hey, operate this uh, elevator." And R two D two, I guess the thing. No, 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 no. He, he sits there and goes, "R two, R two, yeah," and just yells it at him. Yeah. No and regard R2. for R two safety at all. Oh. Doesn't give him any time to hit the speaker phone button. R two 
was like, my mom's on the other side. My mom can hear us, dude. Archie's fumbling with the phone, trying to find the button. He's like, he's like, don't tell, don't tell me that. My friends are here. <laughs> so the super battle droids hear him, and then they, and he's like hiding in like I guess rubble or like something, him. like a pile of crap. Yeah, and like the battle droids they kill. It looks like. Yeah, and then they come over, pick him up, and this and is he wrecks him. them. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, burns he them alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he really does kill him. He stabs one, gets him to bleed everywhere, and then lights them the fuck up. <laughs> well, don't with their own blood. Them? <laughs> well. I'm viewing it as that he lit them up with their own blood because it's way more brutal that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like that interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. R2 basically commits a war crime. droids are gasoline. They're internal combustion powered. Right. They, if so if they those have, are droids. So those massive, those massive chests they have are filled with gasoline. <laughs> if those are futuristic world. If those aren't droids, that's a war crime. R2's a war yeah. criminal if those are living beings. Let's just be clear. Well, that's the thing. It's like I didn't realize before this scene that R2-D2 was actually designed by Q-Branch from James Bond. Like, I'm trying to see I'm trying to see R2 uh, use the ejector seat. Then after that, we flip back. So back to the whole Anakin, Obi-Wan, Count Dooku fight. Count Dooku fleeces Obi-Wan. Uh, well, actually, we also see that he comes in with battle droids, and he starts fighting Anakin, and then Obi-Wan just, like, walks his lightsaber through the battle droids. Like, he does, like, they can't, like, he's standing two feet away from them, and they're firing at him, and he just walks his lightsaber right through them, without any regard. And then Count Dooku kicks him to the curb. And then Anakin and Obi-Wan, I mean, Anakin and Count Dooku are fighting, and... He gets he like cuts off Count Dooku and then gets him to his knees, puts his lightsaber puts uh, his own lightsaber to his neck, and that's when Chancellor Palpatine tells Anakin to kill Count Dooku. And Anakin's like, I'm scared, I don't wanna do it. And Chancellor's like, uh, you're gonna do it, and then he kills him, obviously. He cuts uh, his head off. And Dooku sits there when he says to kill him and is like Wait, 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 what, what's happening here? What's going on? He's like, I'm a made man. You can't. Because as we've established, Kantuku is a coward. He's from Italy, planet Italy. He's the Count of Monte Cristo. He's <laughs> like, who will take over the, the Count ship? Yeah. <laughs> I actually did. I actually did wonder about this for a while about why like, Dooku doesn't like reveal himself. Like, what is it? Dooku's yeah. there with his hands chopped off and about to get killed, and, and he could have been taken prisoner, but the, the chancellor's like, "Kill him!" And he knows who the chancellor is. Right. And he he, like, actually, he's the Sith Lord. Right. He could have said that. And apparently, I looked. This, apparently, in the in the novelization. Palpatine had promised, like, told him that the way that this was going to go down, Anakin, we're going to dark side. All three of us are going to be Sith Lords and rule the galaxy. And you're going to be like the head guy enforcer of our new 
he was playing his part the whole way back. And even when, even to a fault, even to the end, when when Palpatine was like, you know, kill him because you know he's got to get Anakin to turn bad, and this is going to be one way, up, you know, one way for him to do that. Um, so he thought he was going to be spared even at the last minute. Damn, but he wasn't. Yeah, he got played. Yeah, he got played he really played hard. Palpatine. He thought Chancellor Palpatine was going to give him. The Secretary of State. Exactly. Job. He thought he was going to be Secretary of State. He thought he was going to be, you know, third, fourth in line to the president. You know, good, good gig, a lot of power, not a lot of responsibility. You know. No, but he ends up minority. What they don't tell you is he had a huge stock in Exxon Mobil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And he's like, uh, try the old bull. Now about about the young cat. Yeah. Yeah. What about the young cat? And that's that's the end of Count Dooku. Yeah, he gets his head chopped off. And then so he's they're walking out, Anakin and his dad are walking out, and his they look dad. over and he Yeah, his dad is, you know, his big papa. Um, <laughs> and he walks over to Obi Wan and Chancellor's just like, uh, no, we're leaving him. And Anakin's like, <laughs> uh no. And Chancellor's like, We'll never make him. Anakin's like, Oh, his faith will be the same as ours. Which is true because they all die at the but they, so does yeah, so does everybody, except for Ray Skywalker. Anyway, <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then they, he's carrying Obi Wan on like his back, and he then they get caught in like the elevator shaft because like the, oh the ship gets hit by a cannon blast. And yeah, they're like going they're going like down to the surface, and then yeah. it levels out again. Yeah. So like running down the elevator shaft. And then Obi-Wan wakes up and he's like, oh crap, what the heck? And then they're walking further and that's when they caught, get caught in the ray shield, whatever yeah. the hell that is. Activate um, ray shields! Yeah. If they had that, I don't know what that is. And I feel like that's just <laughs> overpowered if you have that on your ship. Yeah, it's very OP. Like, can you yeah, just not is... leave a ray shield? And Obi-Wan's <laughs> like, Obi-Wan's like, how this happen? We're smarter than this. How could you yeah. avoid the ray shields? They just yeah. come just down like, anywhere in the hall right. and trap you. Well, actually, the they wall? as ray shield up ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is my favorite scene when they get trapped and he's like, we're smarter than this. And then Anakin says, don't worry, R2 will come save us. But R2, <laughs> R2 comes in. R2, R2 just plowed. over. Yeah. R2 just <laughs> R2 screaming like the juice man. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> screaming. Literally <laughs> screaming. He's wailing. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot how much the juice screamed on Tower Dude, of Terror. He screamed pretty oh, a lot on was, that ride. Yeah, it, Tower of Terror, aptly named. It was definitely a terror noise. I was very scared. What I don't, what do I <laughs> That's a child's ride, juice man. <laughs> It is not a child's <laughs> ride. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It's had its moment. It's called the Tower of Mild Excitement, okay? <laughs> All right, Juice, Juice, you convinced us. It was right for you to scream like a little girl on ride. I'm not embarrassed. I don't give a fuck. Scary shit. Oh my god. This is the worst. Anyway, he hits the wall and then the superpowers come out. The one was about to blow in the smithereens with his wrist rocket and he zaps him and then gets kicked over like a trash can. And it's just like the funniest sequence. I I was literally laughing out loud at that sequence. <laughs> I, I replayed it because it was, it was 
is that deleted scene, like right before they get or when they get caught, where like Shock T or whatever is yes. like standing there, yeah, or is like 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 I guess like captured, and then doesn't like Grievous kill her or something? Yeah, someone kills her. Yeah, and she dies. And they is it Shock T? Yeah, it's Shock T. Yeah, it's Shock. Disappointing. I know. Another one. Like, like, the, like the blueberry stuff in the can at 7-Eleven? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Shaq T. Yeah, Shaq T. Yeah, but you need to end the final cut, so it's, she's not dead. Yeah, she's not dead, actually. She oh, has actually. to wait, like, two more hours of runtime before she dies. Right, right. <laughs> she has well, to die via hologram. It's not on, yeah, but it's not on, on screen, so she's still Yeah, alive. in the novelization, it doesn't look like that either. Um, again, I, I read the Wikipedia <laughs> on the novelization to find out um, stuff. But in the novelization, she shows up later in the entourage that goes to arrest Palpatine. But she's like oh. standing; she's standing guard at the door. That's uh, a worthier. Um, that's a more worthy death for her. If like. she yeah. died there, no, she hasn't died there. I think she still dies at the temple. But um, she she goes there and she's like guarding the door, and and Anakin has to like push past her to be able. She's like, hey, well, hold up. What are you doing she's here? Like, she's like, how, how many people do you know in here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's five dollars if you're if you don't if you're not on the list. Even in like the, the deleted scene, like how come they killed her? I feel like every Jedi they capture, they're just like, we'll, we'll hold them yeah. for an indiscriminate amount of time until they get rescued. Yeah. I guess that's probably why they cut it. It doesn't really make sense. Also, yeah. people just be confused. I feel like, yeah. right? Who is like that? Yeah, I didn't read the manga. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, but then, so, they are taken to, I guess, the bridge of the ship, and they're standing there. They also are, like, in, like, space handcuffs. And Grievous comes in, and we're introduced to General Grievous. Oh, you know, don't we meet Grievous before? No, this, no, is, this is, I think, the first time on the movie. Okay. I mean, you saw, him, you saw him before that. You saw him saying, activations. Right. But this he comes in and he goes, he goes, uh, what's the situation, Captain? Yeah, yeah. And he says, he's like, I'm under <laughs> This is like the most unceremonious, like, meeting, yeah. introduction of this character, though. Because he comes in, because he had to actually, he actually had to go change his oil and then come back. And he comes <laughs> back and he's like, oh, Obi-Wan. And then he's like, oh, this must be Anakin. And Anakin's like, oh, you're a... Uh, Smaller than I expected. <laughs> um, and so they're like, you know, pounding around and then they steal their lightsabers back because then Grievous is like, here's all these lightsabers I have. And he opens his Count, Duke, his, uh, Count Dracula cape and he's like, ooh. Even though he's and, like the biggest bitch ever. Yeah. And they had to take the lightsabers when they captured them. I yeah. don't get that. Why would you let them have them still? Why would you? Well, no, like he, he puts them in his cape, but he keeps it so so close to them that they can just force them back to them. Like, what? Yeah. I feel like you should have zip-tied their hands at least. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, not yeah. use whatever force or space, um, whatever, they use because they got out of them so fast. Well, no, because R2 comes in and, like, sparks their things out or whatever. He, like, freaks out, I thought. Like, he yeah, he starts, like, yeah, he starts, like, having a panic attack. Yeah, we saved the day again. Okay, continue. <laughs> He's, he, uh, he faked a he faked, uh, um, heart attack. <laughs> He's yeah. like, my shoulder! Ow! <laughs> um, and then so, Gr Grievous then, they get 
their lightsabers back. They fight the guards and whatever. Dude, and the they, magma guards. Yeah, magma guards. Magma, um, magma guards. Who are really cool, but they're really like underused, I guess, because you they like you chop off their head and they. Well, he, he chops off his head on the ship and they stay alive, but he chops off the guy's head on Utapau later and it dies. Oh. Not a lot of continuity. Bang, George Star Wars. Yes, the yeah, bottom of the list. But anyway, as they're fighting, that's when Grievous runs away like a little loser and gets into his. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, activate escape pod, and they all leave. Because um, he apparently monologues there where he goes. And well, actually, before that, he takes the Mag- Magna Guard's uh, thing and punks it, like, pokes a hole in, like. You yeah. lose, General yeah. Kenobi. And he like flies into space, and I guess he doesn't need to breathe air, and he just is like, okay. And then, and like, like, um, Batman's back to the ship with the catapult, or not a catapult, um, whatever that thing's called. What are those? Uh, you know, the little line thing, whatever. Um, but then he leaves, and then they fly the ship down to Sun, and. They're flying down. The ship is like on fire. They're only flying half a ship. But the firefighters of Coruscant do meet them at the bottom and are putting out the fire. First responders. Very effective firefighters. Yeah, very effective. They don't know it's um, like an enemy. Like, they don't know Obi-Wan and Anakin are on the ship. They think it's just like an incoming CIS ship, though. Oh, do they? I mean, like, I assume. Like, I'm. Mean, that's not important at all, but like... To them, it's just this fucking, like, battleship falling out of the... Like, they're like, oh, okay, let's put this fire out. Anyway, um, after that, they are taken to the Jedi Temple, and they all get out. Count, I mean, not Count Stupid. Um, Emperor and Anakin get out. Obi-Wan's like, uh, I'm gonna leave. I don't do politics. And he's like, and Anakin's like, okay, well, bye. And then they're walking, and that's when Jimmy Smith comes up and is like, yo, Anakin, can I spit to you for a second? And they start talking, and I don't, they're like talking about something, like, aren't they talking about, like, Belgana's, like, planet or whatever? Or whatever, it doesn't really matter. And then Anakin sees out of the corner of his eye, Padme standing in the shadows. He's like, no, actually, I have to leave for a second. Like, she's looking like a babe. <laughs> uh, runs over. She's looking like a whole her. damn meal. Yeah, runs over, and this is the thing. I guess I have an issue with this scene. Is like, how did no one? Well, I can say he didn't care if anyone saw him, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but don't do it. I don't care. Let them see. Um, Like the caravan of politicians, like walk inside Yoda. Yeah, and then so Padme's like, "Uh, Anakin, I have to tell you something. I'm pregnant, and Anakin's like, "Oh my god!" Are you sure it's mine? Anakin's like, who did this to you? <laughs> who put that baby inside you? He's like, we've only ever hold, held hands. He turns full Franklin in the rest of development. <laughs> I got children all over town! <laughs> Franklin comes alive, truly. And then, uh, What's happening, Franklin? Please. 
you can't do that to me right now. Oh my god. Anyway, so then Anakin's like, oh, this is the happiest moment of my life. And I'm just like, okay, well. (laughs) Then they go to the uh, Anakin talking to Chancellor Palpatine about about what he wants for Anakin in the future. And Palpatine's like, oh, like, I really hope that... Well, actually, no, he got, this, this is when he, like, a, he gives him the special, like, power, right, on the council in this scene. He, like, becomes, like, Palpatine's, like, liaison to, like, the Jedi. The Jedi liaison to Palpatine, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, like, the Palpatine requests that I be his, like, servant mm-hmm. Jedi. Yeah. Well, because, well, that's actually... He... He... Anakin then goes, well, no, because he then has the nightmare. He has the first nightmare about Padme dying. Right? No, I lied. I lied. That's not true. That's not true. That's later. When um, he's absolutely just shredded. Yeah. yeah. That's, okay. So yeah, that, he's yeah. not the time of the truth for this one. Yeah. Grievous, that, because then that's when Grievous goes to Utapal, and he's like, oh, Count Dooku's dead. And Emperor's like, uh, don't worry about that, my man. I got another apprentice coming on. Real and Grievous is like, okay, I guess I'll just follow you blindly. And then Anakin has this conversation with Yoda about the dream he has. And Yoda's like, is it he? This is when he goes, premonitions. Premonitions. Hmm, what premonitions are you having? And Anakin's like, uh, someone I love is dying. Oh no, he goes, someone. Someone's dying, he goes, and and Yoda goes, close they are? And Anakin's like, uh, I would hope so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're married. We, I, mean, I mean, we have a child. Yeah. Um, Excuse me? And then Yoda's just like, oh, well, you need to control your... Yeah, he says, like, he says mourn, mourn them do not, miss them do not. You gotta celebrate them transitioning into the Force. Which is a ridiculous thing to tell someone. This is like one of the major points of the Jedi, though, where I was like, the Jedi kind of suck. Is like, they're like, yo, fuck grief and fuck, like, dealing with yeah. your emotions. Just, like, suppress everything and push it deep inside. Yeah, right. Well, this is when the, the, the parallel to religion is the most apparent because he's saying, like, yeah. look, this is always the religious answer to why you shouldn't fear death because death means you have gone to a better place you've gone to paradise and so transitioning into the living force as they call death they should he says uh anakin should celebrate that his loved ones have transitioned into the living force he should he right. should he should love that fact because if he doesn't he gets attached and attachment leads to uh leads to jealousy and envy and, and that leads to the dark side and anger leads to hate and anger hate yeah. leads to suffering that's um, right, and then so Anakin then then the, to, well, actually I want to I wanted to talk about the uh, the dreams yeah um, because my theory always with with watching these is that these dreams are being placed into Anakin's head by Palpatine yeah I that so. that this is Palpatine manipulating prophecy yeah. again to his own ends because by putting these images in Anakin's head he ensures that they come true. Because Anakin will do everything he can not to have Padme die, but everything he does leads him closer and closer. 
to where he could kill Padme or, or cause her to die. Now, we can talk about later when it comes up whether Anakin actually killed Padme. Um, but I, I always thought, I don't know if you guys think differently or the same, but I always thought that this was part of Palpatine's like long con on yeah. Anakin, was to cause this strife in him and give him these, feed him these images to, to then make him want and seek out his counsel more. Yeah. I, I felt like when Anakin asked what happened to Padme, like you could almost see Palpatine like view that as another opportunity to like finish the manipulation. Right. Like, this is the last twist of the knife. Yeah, exactly. That would get, I don't think he. I don't think he killed her necessarily. Right. But it doesn't matter when you're Palpatine. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like I, here's a convenient lie that will. Yeah. I'll say whatever I can to get you more angry and more my and more totally mine. Right. He like smiles when Vader throws his hands up. So, yeah, I mean, which is again more more of a way. It's it's the flip of the coin. It's the it's the inverse to what what Yoda is saying in this scene. Yoda is telling Anakin, like, look, you're a Jedi. Okay, your devotion is to the Force. Your devotion is not to any not to any person or being. Your devotion isn't to anything you material. You have to let go of all of those things. You need to become right. us and not one that help, that has these kind of attachments. It's the same thing that Palpatine's do. Palpatine said, forget all this stuff. And here's, you need to get closer to me. You need to be more my, my slave in this. And that's, it's, it's, it's the same, it's the same, you know, coins off the side of the same coin that the, that, that Yoda's. And then after he has a conversation with Yoda, he goes to talk to Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan is talking to him about how they are, how Master Voss is like moving his troops place in like some place about like the troops and whatever, and how the war is a, is raging, and how they have to vote the Chancellor more power, which is weird. Yeah, because like they're like winning is the thing. Yeah, like they just they killed Dooku, who was like the leader of the CIS right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Obi Wan tells him Anakin that. Chancellor Palpatine wants to talk to him, and this is where Palpatine tells Anakin, uh, I need your help. I'm going to put you as a special member on the Jedi to be my eyes and ears, or whatever. And Anakin's like, oh, yay, finally. I'm all powerful. Well, the scene, the scene between Palpatine and Anakin is very, imp- is like I think, uh, more important than the later scene, which is everyone, like, we'll get to that, like, the whole uh, Plagueis scene. But this one, I think, is more important because Palpatine's like, I hope you trust me. And Anakin's like, of course I trust you. And Palpatine's like, okay, well, I need your help. Mm-hmm. And Anakin's like, oh, you need my help? And I think, like, it's it's more like he sees Chancellor as, like, actually, like, respecting him than the other Jedi are. Well, because he wants to be a Jedi Master more than I can. Yeah, yeah. And this also leads to the point where he gets yeah. put on the council at, like, the Chancellor's request, but he's not just, like, like a theme, but, you know. Right. Because the scene right after Anakin with the yeah, Jedi we'll let you on here, like, like, you're not a Master. And, Sorry. And it's important, it's important this time to contextualize his response to that with his fear that Padme's going to die. Um, 
because the reason he wants to have this greater position is yeah, in the, this is in, from the Wikipedia page <laughs> novelization. In the novelization, he what he one thing he really wants is he wants access to knowledge that is kept specifically to the masters on the holocrons in the Jedi uh, archives about what he thinks about saving your loved ones from death. He thinks that that knowledge exists and that they're holding it out, holding out on him, uh, holding it uh, away from him. And that's how he is choosing to experience this like setback uh, by being not, not being let onto the council. Um, so this it's, it's, more than just him wanting the status of being on the council. Well, I think I always thought it was important to to see the like the enabling that that Anakin gets from the Chancellor because this his entire existence that we've seen him with the Jedi with literally every Jedi except for Qui Gon is to be like, no, Anakin, you want to learn too much, you want to do too, you want to do too much, you're doing too much. Like you're, you know, you're, you're over the top and beyond. Like you, you haven't earned the spot yet. And the chancellor's like, no, dude, you have, you, you're great. You're amazing. And to finally hear that, like, regardless of like, you know, his evil intentions or anything else that he's want wanted, it builds this relationship between Anakin and Palpatine that goes beyond, you know, just normal ambition it, it ties it to him in a super fatherly way. Um, something that he, he doesn't have, right? He doesn't have that relationship with Obi-Wan. It's contentious at, at worst with Obi-Wan, right? Or at best, it's contentious. Well, you could see him, you could see him ask Obi-Wan, like, he, he, like, gives Obi-Wan chances to, to build, to puff him up like that. He, he, he's t- constantly seeks out Obi-Wan's approval. Right. And never uh, gets this it. Movie. Never gets it on screen. And doesn't get it in the ways that Palpatine gives it to him for obvious reasons because Obi-Wan is bought in. Obi-Wan has made his goal. We talked about this in the last one. Like, Obi-Wan, for all, you know, Obi-Wan's very powerful and a lot and, and wise and all that stuff, but Obi-Wan does care about playing the game. And Obi-Wan has made it through some sheer happenstance and Falling into this, you know, great apprentice and being a great military leader and killing Darth Maul or chopping Darth Maul in half. Yeah, he's a company um, man. Obi, Obi, yeah, Obi Wan made it. So Obi Wan plays the game. Obi Wan knows what's what what he can do and what he can't, and he isn't going to let himself uh, puff Anakin up. He's not going to do that to him because Anakin has to think about things beyond himself, and so he thinks he's teaching him, and this comes up later. Too, is like you know, like I'm Obi Wan talks about like yeah, you know, man who trained Darth Vader. It's like you know I'm you know I hold some kind of special role for having created this guy, and like he definitely feels responsible for what he teaches Anakin, um, and he's always in that teaching mode. And Anakin wants him to be more than a teacher. He wants him, and, and Obi Wan says this later. His love as shown to Anakin wasn't. The love he needed. He didn't need that somewhat uh, re- reserved teacher, brotherly love. He needed a fatherly love. Yeah, he needed something that's, that's that was, the thing. Right? Right. He, he got a brother. He needed the support. He needed yeah, he needed the support and he needed the the guidance rather yeah. than the, the friendship and the camaraderie and yeah. the buddy cop stuff and, uh, you know, like the, the discipline that you get from a brother. You get like 
harsher discipline from a brother than you get from a father. You don't get the teachable moment. Yeah. So. And they, they ripped all that away from him to get him basically to this point. Right? Yeah. And then and then at every turn, all the Jedi tell him are you have to stop caring about people and things. Yeah. And and it's like no one registers that he's not going to. It's like <laughs> they just keep telling right, the same right. thing over and over and watch him go further and further away from them. Right. It's he's like, got a he's got a secret wife with a kid on the way. He's not gonna give that yeah, he can't just he can't just extra isn't yeah. he like ex- I mean, older than usual when he's taken by Qui-Gon? Yeah. That's like, isn't that one of the points they're like, oh, oh, he's like too old to become yeah. a Padawan? See, that's like one thing. It's like, because like, I feel like most Padawans are taken when they're like babies and they, they have no recollection of their like parents, you know? Yeah. And that's and important has, too because yeah, they have yeah, no exactly. attachment. Because they like, exactly. he, they rip him apart from his mom, which is the only person he's like ever cared about. Right. You know? It's kind of like, like a duck, like most Padawans imprint upon like their like master, but he like already had like his mom a duck with his mom. Even and so yeah, it's kind of even bigger animals. <laughs> That's how they like to get wild animals that aren't domesticated, like tigers, to to be friendly and like homegrown. Like you have to rip them from their mothers almost immediately. If not, they they learn too much. <laughs> it, I, That's right, Juice. T- Tiger King. That's right. Juice, man. That's right. I didn't want to. Yeah, it's, it's Tiger King. <laughs> Juice Exotic over here. Juice Exotic. <laughs> so I agree, Juice. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You definitely are right. And this is something we talked about a lot with the first one about how about how how this was their goal from the start was that they had to. They had to tear him down so they could rebuild, and and they they didn't do it enough, you know, and they did it with sinister ends. Well, the problem is they use the same process for every Jedi on this like unusual yes. case, you know. Yep. yep. They had no flexibility for him, and also like t- combined with their already flawed outlook in some opinions, like, it's bound and in failure. Yeah, I mean, Yoda's like, "What is a dad? Dad? I don't know what that is. None of them grasp any of these dad." Yeah, yeah. That, that well, the thing with, the thing about it is like their perspective. Their perspective, you could swallow it more easily if they didn't put themselves in situations where their detachment and and their lack of caring about other people was always like put to the test. Like if they weren't so political and weren't so uh, you know forward facing, if they actually were you know these warrior monks. They aren't. They're these war heroes. They're out here fighting. A, they're out here fighting a war for the republic. They're out here doing yeah. well, all these heroic. Uh, where he has to grapple with this all for the first time on a massive stage, on a very important stage, and they don't. You know, if if they were more reserved or if they didn't care as much about being uh, self-aggrandizement, they could put their money where their mouth is, but they don't. Well, I think the the cookie cutter part. Um that Armand brought up is, is super important too. Cause in the novelization and I am getting a little ahead of us, but in the, the fight between Sidious and Yoda, Yoda realizes halfway through in the novelization, he's like, Oh shit. Like we, we messed up by being cookie cutter. Like we, we thought we'd reached the limits. We thought that we'd learned all this. And like, in reality, the Sith know a lot more than the Jedi by, by the time this is rolled around. 
right? Darth Sidious is actively more powerful than Yoda, right? We, we see that in this battle. And Yoda says, like, Obi-Wan, who even though he beats Anakin, couldn't couldn't deal with Sidious. He's not strong enough. Um, so they, the cookie-cutter stuff is really important because that's what Yoda then goes and studies on Dagobah, is how to, like, be a better teacher uh, and not just teach everyone the same stuff over. Right. So after the Chancellor gives him this power and then the Jedi are like, uh, you actually are not a master. Sorry. You're just a person. Um, Anakin has like a little freak out in front of Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's like, yo, you need to like pipe down because this is a big honor. And Anakin's like, oh, well, it's unfair that they see me like this. And Obi-Wan's like, um, actually you're fine. You need to chill out, which is just, you know, Obi-Wan playing more into the whole Jedi politics kind of thing and then after that we then get the Padme Anakin talk where Anakin finally is like um yo Padme I don't really feel comfortable with the Jedi I think they might be like wrong and Padme's like oh well actually no that's not true and then like they have like an argument or whatever about you know. Well, because at that point, Obi-Wan had told him that the Jedi Council wanted him to spy on Yeah, the, yeah, right, right, right. Because he, that's and, when Obi-Wan's like, we're only going to give you this to be able to spy on him. And right. Anakin's like, oh, the Chancellor's my friend. I can't do that. And Obi-Wan's like, dude's like super powerful, so chill out. I know this is kind of ahead of us still, but like, this is like the point where I'm like, fully the the jedi are no longer these warrior monks like where they fully get invested in the politics you know because later when they go to arrest the chancellor of course like half of it is that he's the sith lord but the other half is that like they think he's like abusing his like emergency powers or whatever yeah Yeah. it seems seems like they almost are too big for their own good also well yeah that was their that was their like legalist um justification that was like the ex- the official explanation of why he's being arrested rather than him you know that was them covering all their bases again he said lord yeah again that was them playing the politics because this this whole thing with with you can only be on the council if you spy in return that's like that's like just deal making compromise stuff right there that's like oh crap well i've been put into a bad situation here how do we how do we navigate this where we don't look bad by letting this guy run all over us because we're it's it's a classic like institutional battle right we you know like we're the big bad council we can't have the chancellor telling us what to do yeah like the president tells congress like hey i need the congress says okay but only if it has this stuff you know right. something like that like like you, that's not your fault that is not you, you that you're doing that just bespoke just speaks everything wrong and and backward about where the situation you, you've fallen into do you think at this point they're suspicious that no because they're so stupid I don't, they came in un, they don't even understand it because the next i think the, the whole thing is they just think he's after the power they're they're not even like concerned that he's a sin see yeah that's what i thought that's when i was like this is like this goes against everything that they tell us they were in the, like the first and second movie yeah. right well, isn't this? Is it in the second one where where Mace is like, we need to go to the council uh, to the 
Senate and tell them that our ability to use the force is diminished? Yeah, that's Senate the second one. That's the second okay. one. But this, that's the continuation of this stuff where they're like, uh, you know, we, we are terrible at actually seeing, like, threats to the, to the Republic. Like, we actually can't see this. We actually have no idea. Um, and you know, we, we did talk about this a little bit before, too, with, with how Palpatine is able to just walk among them completely unnoticed. And Mace, you know, greets all those uh, when Anakin and Obi-Wan come back with the Chancellor. He's there on the platform to greet all, all, them, all the senators and greet the Chancellor. Like, he thinks he's some big honcho when he's going to meet with them. And he's being played the whole time. The whole time he's being played. So they have no idea. They have no clue what's going on. Right. Well, it's also, like, hilarious that when he's at, he's, like, talking to the council, they don't tell him about the what they want him to do. They make Obi-Wan go do it after. Like a bunch of cowards. Yeah, because they're like, oh, we're too scared. Like, we, like, or, because Obi-Wan's like, we need it off the record or whatever. I also kind of hate how, like, only three people in the council ever talk. Yeah, because someone like, has that's to like a small. Minutes. That's like a small gripe, but... Right. <laughs> um, well, because the, net, the, the scene immediately following this is when Yoda's going off to Kashyyyk, so they're flying to the, I guess, like, the like the loading area or whatever, and it's Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda, and Obi-Wan's like, oh, Anakin's not too pleased with his uh, new assignment, and Mace is like, well, he's got to do it, um, and he's like, Mace, and the Mace, and Mace is like, well, and that, but they're like, Anakin is like, you know, like, too cocky or whatever, and Obi-Wan's like, well, isn't he the, uh, prop, like, the chosen one? And Mace is like, oh no, Yoda's like, the prophecy might have been read wrong. And like, that's just hilarious because it's like, okay, so now you're just literally going to like, act like all you've been doing for the last, what, 20 years is for nothing? Yeah, it's meaningless. Where is the prophecy? That's like, I I don't... It's like the Harry Potter prophecy. It's kept in a big room. But it's like is it like a stone? Like, is it or is it like a tail passed down? I don't think they ever. Um, yeah, they never really explain it. But after that scene and the whole uh, Anakin talking to Padme about how he thinks she might be a separatist or whatever, don't really understand that scene. Oh, he also like weirdly touches her stomach. That scene, it's really weird. Um, the next scene is my, by my by far my favorite scene in the entire movie, which is the. Darth Plagueis, Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine. Oh, yeah, when he goes to watch the bubble show. When he goes to watch, which is opera. It, the opera. Um, which is the scene where any, like, sensible human would be like, oh, this guy's a Sith. Yeah. yeah they're playing whale noises in the bubbles. It's enough to distract anyone, really. Well, it's insane because he goes there, and before that, Padme tells Anakin, that she wants to, like, run away with him. She's like, we can run away together. I hope you know that. And Anakin's like, no, we're here together. Let's just, you know, live it out. And she's like, okay. Just, she's just like, stop, like, she's like, stop, like, the war. We're no politics. We're just, we're just two lovebirds together. <laughs> um, and then Anakin 
then literally sprints to the chancellor's box and the chancellor um this is where we are introduced to the royal guards also which come back in the sixth movie obviously and chan the chancellor's like oh i called you here because i wanted to tell you that we found grievous and anakin's like oh thank god this war is going to be over and then chancellor palpatine's like uh uh i don't know about how they they the the council makes you or like the council feels about you on your assignment so uh let's talk about it and then he like kicks everyone out of the box which i just think is hilarious Mm -hmm. All these people were paid to watch the opera, or I guess not. Well, those are his. Um, those are his hangers on. Yeah, that's uh, Ryan Supremus. Um <laughs> And then, so this is where Palpatine then goes. They're watching me, and I know they're watching me. And he's and Anakin's like, uh, I don't know anything about that. And he go and Palpatine they asked you to spy on me, didn't they? And he goes, Yeah, they did. Because Anakin is so bad at his job, he can't even, like, Well, yeah, his first rule to spy is to not tell oh, people you're spying yeah. them. And then this is where Chancellor Palpatine, for some, doesn't really explain why he, like, tells the story. He just goes, you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? And Anakin's like, oh, no, I haven't. See, that was, like, too on the nose for me. I feel like he should have put two to two together, like, oh, shit, like, how do you know about well, that, he, you know? he says later, which is when Anakin finds out he's the Sith Lord, but he goes, oh, well, if you need to be a good, for, to, for me to be a good politician, I must study every, every yeah, aspect. Yeah, he's like, I can, he's like, I can. Well, yeah, that, he, well, he does say that. He, he doesn't just, say, Palpatine doesn't reveal at this point that he knows about, Palp- no. about Padme. Now, if if Anakin was a little smarter and a little less uh, too completely too trusting, trusting, yeah, he would have said, "Wait, why? Why do you know a guy who uh, could provide?" But the thing about this is, uh, you you got to look at this like it's a long con. Palpatine's run the long con on on yeah. Anakin, and con you know confidence games are about getting your getting the confidence from whoever you're conning. And knowing them inside and out, and knowing how they will react when you lie to them or when you trick them, right. and he knows at this point, he knows that when he tells, because of the groundwork he laid, because of what he has studied about Anakin, he knows that when he tells him about Darth Plagueis, that Anakin will not question, he'll, he'll not question why Palpatine knows this. Anakin is at this point is so distraught about losing Padme. That he will listen to whatever Palpatine has to tell him. Okay. So at that, yeah. So on that, on that reading of it, yeah, it makes sense. But you're right. Another person, maybe, perhaps, would have been like, uh, "Why are you telling me this?" Right. Well, it's because the like they're talking about how like the Jedi. Well, because Chancellor's like the Jedi are actually, you know, like they don't use their power for good, and Anakin's like, well. They do, and the Chancellor's like, well, actually, the Jedi and Sith aren't too different from each other. And Anakin's like, uh, how so? And then he's like, well, the Jedi, um, he's like, well, the Sith, Anakin's like, well, the Sith use their passion 
And Chancellor's like, well, the Jedi do too. You, you just think they don't because you're an idiot. And then he tells him the Darth Plagueis story, which is, um, it's crazy because what I really like about this whole him telling the story scene is like when he starts talking about how, like when he's like, oh, it's ironic that he couldn't save himself from dying. He's like, wow. He's like smiling. He's literally yeah. like he yeah. is the most powerful person ever. And I killed him. And then Anakin's like, Anakin, but see, to a normal person, like you said, they would look over and just be like, yo, dude, you're smiling right now. What the heck? But he, Anakin's so like, oh my God, he's talking about saving people from living. How can I learn this power? And Chance is like, well, you can't learn that from just anybody. You gotta learn it from uh, not a Jedi. And then the next scene is Yoda on Kashyyyk. And they're having their little Jedi Council meeting. And this is where Anakin tells them that somehow Chancellor Palpatine found out or he intercepted a message that General Grievous is on Utapau. And that he wants me to go to Utapau to kill him. And Base uh, is like, yeah, you don't decide that. Sorry, buddy. And neither does Chancellor. Obi-Wan's going to go. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, dude, I'll go. I don't care. That puts him in such an yeah. awkward position, though. Because then it's like pitting his father figure. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, way. I don't, like, that's that's another thing is, like, they, are they that dumb that they're like, yeah, what, we're going to send Obi-Wan there. We have all these other Jedi Masters on this council, but send the one that's the closest to Anakin to pitch him further on. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is that I think it has to be a Palpatine manipulation. Yeah. Um, to get to get Obi Wan off world, so that Anakin will be, so that Anakin can like so that he can control Anakin completely. Right. Um, well, like you think that he manipulated the Jedi Council to send Obi Wan? Because yeah, because he's the one that tells he tells Anakin right that they found yeah yeah that they found Grievous, and so they they're working on this intelligence right. It's not like they know exactly where it is, but um. I'm pretty. I don't know. I I would imagine that that was part of a part of his plan is to is to get him away from uh, Anakin. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like I, I again. Yeah. Like I can't. It, it is too stupid of them to be like. You know what? We have to continue to. We have to continue to manipulate Anakin here by ridding him of his master. Right. During this. During this especially fraught time. And I don't know if that's like them trying to be like, he needs to learn to be independent, so let him be by himself. Yeah. Um, because after that, Obi-Wan and Anakin are talking, and uh, Anakin's like, I failed you. And Obi-Wan's like, no, you are a great person. Like, you are a good Jedi, and I've known you forever. And he's like, you just need to wait. The council will make you a master very soon. And Anakin's like, okay. And it's like, the I love you. I'll see you soon. And the next time they see each other, they're literally fighting. I also really like this scene because Obi-Wan is in the light and Anakin is in the shadows, which is, I think is a really cool way to film this scene, but that's just me being a nerd. So the next scene, so then after this, we then get Obi-Wan flying to Utapau, where we get General Grievous talking to the CIS leaders and he's like, uh, you're not safe here. You're going to go to Mustafar. And the lava planet. The lava planet out on the outer rim and just hide. 
and the Viceroy's like, yo, dude, what is your plan? You, like, we are screwed. You know that. With the Count dead, we're screwed. And Grievous is like, you just need to leave. I have a plan. He's like, and the and Emperor has a plan. So, this is for us. Um, we also get the scene where Obi-Wan flies down to the planet, and he stops to talk to, I guess, the president, or like, the governor or somebody. This is like one of my and, favorite scenes in the movie. And he's like, oh, I heard, uh, is, is Grievous here? And he's like, or he goes, the dude's like, why are you here? And he goes, the, the war. And the dude's like, uh, there's no war here. And Obi-Wan's like, are you sure about that? And he's like, actually, we're being held hostage. Dude, he goes, like, upper level thousands uh, of battle droids. Yeah. <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, okay. With his um, weird teeth and he, like, spits all over Obi-Wan. Yeah. yeah. And then Obi-Wan then goes, okay, um, I will, I'll go find them. And the guy's like, okay. And then he like sends his ship back to tell Commander Cody to come with the troops. Um, which at the end of their conversation, when he's walking, when the dude's walking away with the other people, it's like a really weird thing because the dude, the one that's like, oh dude, <laughs> that's just like a yeah awkward like. Why did you put like? Why did you need that in the movie? Um, but anyway. Obi-Wan then does the whole um, hidden ball trick by sh- throwing his ship into space, pretending that he left, but he's actually just sitting there with a hoodie on. And don't really know how they didn't tell that he walked away from his ship. And, and they're, like, watching him when he did it. Yeah, I guess. Like, they had a full view of his yeah, ship. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. He acquired he, it. Yeah, he, like, threw, yeah, he threw, like, a decoy in there um but then he gets on the huge lizard creature and rides to where grievous is and then he is like on the rafters sees grievous and literally the entire droid army or like a lot of the droid army and just like i'm just gonna jump down and say hey what's up and he does that and instead of shooting him right on the spot, Grievous is like, um, I want to fight him. So let me fight him. And, well, actually, no, he sends the, he sends, like, the super battle droids and the magna guards at him. And Obi-Wan just drops the, like, that huge light on them and kills all of them. And then Grievous is like, okay, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's what clone all yeah. come. Which, I, honestly, I don't know why he just didn't go, hey, yo, droids, shoot him. He's we had to have a showdown. We have seen them hit his four arms. Yeah, well, they already, like, established his characters, like, to be, like, a coward. Yeah. So, like, you know. I guess. Yeah. Like, even, like, after they start dueling, he gets on his, like, little bike thing and runs yeah. away. Yeah. He, and he could have had him dead. Anyway. He, they start dueling and whatever. It's, I guess it's an interesting fight because he has four arms, but he doesn't really use the four arms. Kind of just uses two. Well, actually, doesn't he chop the two off? Yeah. He chops, yeah, he chops, he chops some hands because, yeah. because the only, the least safe body part of the Star Wars universe is the hand. He chops a few of the hands off almost immediately. Yeah. Stop him from like scuttling away though. Yeah. Yeah. 
But he and does do that sweet thing where he twirls two lightsabers on the ground and then walks at him. That's, that's pretty sweet. That's memorable scenes from the movie. Yeah, the only sweet. use of the four hands that does anything. And then and then Obi-Wan just stops it and back to fighting with two hands again. Yeah. Also, I think... He, like, gets to Obi-Wan after he does it and then pours all, all four lightsabers up and attacks them like they were both... The arms are still connected. Yeah, right. That's so stupid. I think Yuta Pao is one of my favorite battles in Star Wars as well. I think it's, like, super cool, like, the clones and everything. How you see them actually, like, communicating and fighting, like, functional beings. Yeah. I just... I, I don't really planet. understand the planet, I guess. I don't know how big this planet is. Like, because it doesn't seem that big, I guess. But I remember Cody tells them, Cody tells them that all the cities are located on a small continent on the far side of the planet. Because, like, the way it works, like, they're all, like, different holes. But I guess, like, they're in the capital hole, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're the yeah. main hole. Yeah. Um, Prime map on Battlefront 2 is a pretty good one. It's pretty solid. Has a lot of good sniper spots. Anyway, they fight, and it's, like, pretty cool, I guess. Uh, the, my, my favorite part is when, towards the end, when they're fighting, and... Um, there's also a chase scene. They also chase each other. We're gonna say that. When he rides around in his, uh, I guess his one-wheeled bike. Um, not, not quite a Vespa, not quite a, uh, a hog. I don't really know what to call that, but they... The scene is cool because it's like mechanical machine versus like cowboy yeah. on horse kind of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. got some feet. The, the bike has some feet too, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. She, like, smacks some clones around as he's running away. Right, yeah. And yeah. my favorite part is when Obi-Wan tries to kick Grievous, and then he just, like, boing, like, he just doinks it off, and he just goes, ow, jeez! Um, <laughs> and then he, like, falls off the edge. Grievous is, like, coming toward... Well, actually, he, like, rips open his, like, rib cage to expose his heart. Yeah. Which is like covered in like, about it. yeah, which is like covered in gelatin or whatever, um, lime jello to be exact, and then he like falls off the thing because like Grievous throws him after trying to kick him, and then he forces the gun that fell off of Grievous' ship and shoots him in the heart, and then he like burns and dies. Yeah, um, very very poor construction on the Grievous. Yeah, the skeleton. <laughs> isn't Grievous and I, I I've heard like very different things, but isn't he like an old like Jedi in there, or he's like somebody that like he's, he, he, he used to be like a warrior on his planet. Yeah. His story is like super tragic because he was like this planet, and like he was in a civil war like with another planet, and the other planet like used nukes on his planet. But then he was like this general, and they like retaliated and started winning the war and like took the fight. To the enemy planet and started like stomping on him. Then the enemy planet called the Jedi and the Jedi came and started like slaughtering Grievous' people, even though they were like the defenders technically. And then he like got like dunked on, and then the Sith found his like charred remains, and, like rebuilt him into the robot Grievous. And he was like hates Jedi. It's his whole character. Like he just like wants to kill Jedi after that. Oh, that's true. 
if you, in the Clone Wars, there's an episode where he goes back to like his home planet and like he has like his lair there where he like, has all his I've extra body parts and everything. And, yeah, Kit Fisto and then like his like punk pad like Padwan yeah. turned knight who gets demolished by Grievous. Right. Um, yeah, he's. But then Grievous dies. Obi Wan then goes. Uh, throws his blaster away and goes, uh, that's a civilized weapon, which is, uh, comes back in episode four. Good too. Um, but before the, uh, well, during this, this is also when Anakin talks to Chancellor Palpatine about what's going on. And like I guess that like he may like he's telling him that he made contact with Obi uh, Obi Wan made contact with Grievous, and Chancellor is like, well that's really good and everything. And well actually before this when he walks in when Anakin walks in, the Chancellor is looking at the Death Star plan. Um, is he really? Yeah. Oh, I did not catch that. Yeah. No, me neither. He's looking at a Death Star plan. And he walks in and he's like, oh, Obi-Wan made contact with Grievous. And he's like, oh, well, hopefully Obi-Wan can fight him. And Anakin's like, yeah, uh, I, I should be there with Obi-Wan to help him. And Chancellor's like, oh, don't worry. They should appreciate you. And Anakin's like, I just want to be a master. I don't know why they hate me. <laughs> and then Chancellor's like, well, um, they do hate you. And you. And then he's like, they need you. And he's like, well, I'm being excluded from the council. The boys don't want to play with me or whatever. Um, and then oh, Anakin's like, there's things about the Force they don't tell me about. And then the Chancellor's like, well, it's because they know how powerful you are. It's like the classic, um, uh, you're too popular for them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, really. What is your, what's your, what, your weakness? My one weakness is that I don't have any weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he then goes, oh, I can uh, help you in like the lapses of the force. And Anakin's like, well, how do you know about the force? And he's like, well, being a politician, I need to know everything. And he goes, I know the dark side. And Anakin's like, whoa, you know the dark side? <laughs> and Chancellor's like, uh, I mean, if you saw me in the last scene, you know this. And you can also see I'm wearing red in this scene. So I should be. Um, but he brings up a very good point in this scene, which is he's like, the Jedi suck because they only care about the light. They don't even try to care about the Sith, like, or the dark side of the Force. Like, um, which is a good point. Like, you would think that as very powerful Jedi, they would want to, like, try to learn, like, even, like, learn about what happens with the dark side. Well, they even, like, sh what they should know, what they should know is how to defeat it. Should it right. Come, should it right. Should it but they're so scared of it that they don't even try to talk with, like, it's like taboo to talk about it. And then the Chancellor's like, I can teach, I can save you. And then he's like, I can save the ones you love. And Anakin's like, you're a Sith Lord. And he's like, well, you're a pawn. So, ha ha. What, what are you going to do about it? And Anakin's like, I don't know. Uh, I'll throw my lightsaber at you. 
and then Chance was like, are you going to kill me? And he's like, I would like to. I'd certainly like to. And then he's like, I can feel your anger. Ooh. Because um, then they start parting with each other, and it gets really weird. Um, I actually have a problem with this point in the film. I think yeah. he, like... Because, like, at this point, he's still, like, really, like, he's, like, a good guy, quote-unquote, you know? Right. He's still, like, shooting for the Jedi. And, like, I know it's a complaint a lot of people bring up, like, he transforms quickly, too quickly, which I don't believe, because, you know, in the second movie, he slaughters, like, all the uh, Tuscan yeah. Raiders, yeah. you know? But I feel like this is inconsistent, that he, like, is like, I'm going to tell on you to the Jedi, and then immediately, yeah. like, yeah. switches. Like, in the, it's, like, not even, like, 30 minutes, you know? It's weird. Well, he's very, I think he's conflicted at this point, because he, he knows, like... It's, it's such a shock and surprise to him that Palpatine has been the person this whole time who has been uh, who has been running this this war and he I'm sure he feels hurt and upset that you know that he manipulated him and lied to him and all this stuff um, and he isn't sure how he feels ultimately but he one thing he does know is that uh, you know he's been fighting this war and this is the bad guy. So, you know, whether he trusts Mace completely or not, uh, he, he knows that that's what he has to do because he knows what his duty is. Um, True. But at the whole time, he's still conflicted. He's still dramatically conflicted, and he's still extremely worried about saving Palpatine, or saving Adam. Um And that isn't resolved, uh, and especially when, when at the, the later on, when, when Mace is about to kill him, it is still ex- extremely, you know, close to his, you know, close to the surface for him. He does stuff for a lot of he chops off his hand. Right, right. Well, because and, what happens is he goes and tells Mace about it. He goes and tattles. And he's like, Mace is like, how do you know this? Um, and he's like, uh, he has force powers I don't know about. I'm really nervous. And Mace is like, uh, well, we'll go check it out. And Anakin's like, I should come with you. And Mace is like, you're not coming anywhere with us. And Dude, if they just took him, the movie would be completely different in my opinion. Yeah. I honestly think if they would have taken yeah. him, he wouldn't have turned. Because no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You don't think? <sighs> no, I, I think... I, I think... Hey there, everyone. This is Josh from the podcast that you just listened to. If you made it this far in the show, well, sorry, that's all we got. And you might be wondering, hey, isn't there more to it? And I would say, yes, there is. But unfortunately, we lost the audio. And I'm going to give you three seconds and two guesses. Ready? Here it is. One, two, three. First guess. No, not Satan. Second. Yes, it was the juice. Sorry, Juice Man. I had to throw you under the bus because you really ruined the show for us. Um, but come back soon because soon we're going to do a new movie coming up. Hopefully soon. Um, check back. Love you, and I will see you all soon. Peace.